0: The biblical feast, what exactly are they? Is it limited to the Old Testament only? Is it wrong for Christians to celebrate or participate in them? Or better, is it actually required? It is a subject of meaningful discussion as the New Testament church today on Rightly Dividing.
1: Learning to navigate truth in a world of opinions. Teacher. Jacob Leger and your host, Pastor Daniel Wright. Heart of Worship Church Media presents Rightly Dividing.
0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters to Rightly Dividing Podcast, learning to navigate truth in a world of opinions. I'm Pastor Daniel, and this is Jacob Leger. How's it going, guys? Our teacher. Today, we're going to be talking about the biblical feast. Now, if you haven't watched episode one, we'd like to first highly encourage you to do so as it does describe our foundational principles and mission for this podcast, desiring truth through humility and grace that recognizes we are not the arbiters of truth, but the word of God is. Also, please remember that God does hate a spirit of debate, and we are all seeking to find the truth. So simply, let's agree to disagree, if applicable. And without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on this episode. We do have another special, special treat for you today. Our dear friend, Rabbi Buzz Tremay.
2: Hey, I'm glad to be here with you guys. This is exciting, getting to share some of the things that uh, God has shared with me. And uh, to be here and to be a part, I'm honored. Thank Mm. you so much. Glad to have you. I Mm. am Messianic Rabbi Buzz Tremay. The Jew teaching you.
0: Amen. We and like that.
2: <laughs> that was a, a, a bit of a catchphrase Man. and a little fun at first, a little pun, and it caught because I happen to be a Jew, <laughs> and I happen to be in love with the King of the Jews, mm-hmm. from Yeshua,
0: Amen. and uh,
2: you would know him as Jesus. Amen. Um, I'm from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm a husband, and well, let's see what else I am, a father, a four, a grandfather, about 16 kids. Praise wow. the Lord. So, uh, we're trying to <laughs> obey the word of God and be fruitful and multiply. So now we're going to subdue subdue the earth. <laughs> anyway, about my title, um, I've been a missionary evangelist and uh, all kinds of things. My travels in the Lord have taken me around the world and seen lots of cultures and lots of people and places and lots of wonderful uh, miracles and wonderful adventures in the Lord. Um, in all of that, I, um, ended up back in Baton Rouge, Louisiana and, uh, a revival broke out in our home some years ago, which led to a church. We started a church. So I was a pastor for 20 years. And then, uh, the time came where God, again, as we grow and grow up, we, uh, the church is growing and, and growing up. And so as we have advanced in the kingdom, our mission slightly changed. And so because of the, the nature of my own calling, having to do with Israel's salvation, I have much of my energy and my ministry is about God preparing the Gentiles to prepare Israel for salvation. Mm-hmm. So Amen. Uh, in doing that, it, the Lord himself revealed to me Uh, in 2001 that I was Jewish. Now this information had been withheld from me and I uh, I wasn't trying to be Jewish. I was trying to be a good Gentile that loved the Jews and loved the King of the Jews and was just trying to do my part. Mm -hmm. Um, Amen. I'm in this for the long haul. I love the Lord with all my heart and I want to do it right. Mm -hmm. And, um, but anyway, in the process, I had a vision in 2001 before the World Trade Center it was on Memorial Day. Actually, it was the day of Shavuot or Pentecost. And uh, on that day, I had a vision and experience where the Lord says, you are a Jew and you need to know it. And those for the ministry I have for you and others need to know it. So this led to a lot of inquiry and um, trying to cut this short on this part of the story. But it led me to eventually doing a DNA test. And uh, at my own, my wife's request, we'd taken a trip to Israel couple trips. She said, it's time that we find out for sure because your parents are not in agreement. And, uh, so we did the DNA test and it came back Jewish of the tribe of Levi, which, um, and now I never doubted it once the Lord told me, but, uh, we went to my parents and mm-hmm. then there, there was a true confession. It was like, because of persecution in my parents' childhood, um, They became Catholic to hide it and not talk about it. And so I come along saying, Hey, we're Jews. (laughs) Anyway, in keeping with my calling, um, I ended up no longer being a pastor of a church, uh, but I've always been a teacher and an evangelist and so on. And so, uh, God began to show me that my new position was to go by the title of rabbi. Amen. Now to a lot of Christians, they don't understand what that is. There's a, uh, a little bit of fear. Wait, that sounds foreign. That's like those old Jews. And uh, well, yeah, it well, is. Well, yeah, that's where we're coming <laughs> yeah, from, right? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> but the word for teacher mm-hmm. in Hebrew, the language of the Jewish people, the nation of Israel, is uh, Rav. Actually, that's how it's pronounced. And Ravi would be my teacher. Mm, yeah. So uh, it becomes common a common term, especially in speaking English, to call a a Jewish teacher or a Bible teacher. A rabbi. Hmm. And so I go by that title. And uh, that way it lets people know that no, I'm not pastoring a church and I'm not trying to put anybody under Jewish law. I'm trying to preach the freedom of the new covenant found in Yeshua, in Jesus. And uh, I want everybody to be filled with the Spirit and filled with the love of God for Him. And so that's what I'm all about. And I wanted to just let you know that because. Nothing's worse to hear somebody talking. You don't know anything about them. They might be the devil, (laughs) and I'm not the devil. Right. I'm I'm a a Jew teaching you. Yeah, there it is, guys. There it is. (laughs) So talking about the Jewish feasts, we want to just go there today and have some discussion about it. The Bible lists uh, seven feasts that the the nation of Israel was required to keep, and uh, they were rituals. The New Testament tells us that those rituals were a shadow of. And a type of a a reality found in Yeshua, found in Jesus. That's right. So Jesus came to the people of Israel who were under law. They were under the the Mosaic covenant, 613 commandments, 10 major commandments and 603 subcommandments. This was their constitution, and this is how they lived. However, New Testament tells us that the law was not based on faith. So we have to learn that it was never aimed at bringing anybody or, or providing righteousness to one single soul. But Paul tells us in Galatians 3, it was to hold the people until the Messiah came so they could get his righteousness. Mm. So uh, looking at that, it just shines a lot of light on it. Well, in the law, part of what God gave the Jews as their law, their constitution, was He said to them to keep these seven feasts. Now, four of them were to be kept, and they would participate in them in the spring, and then there would be uh, three in the fall. And uh, so what was it about these that were a pattern of things to come? What was it that Yeshua, you know, that's the Hebrew word for Jesus, his parents and friends knew him as Yeshua, right? And uh, mm-hmm. Jesus is a is a, a break from the the Greek to the Latin to the English, so um, Yeshua uh, came to fulfill all of these types and all of these patterns, and so in the spring feasts he actually did those he fulfilled each of those in person to in Israel uh, at, in the days when he lived, and he finally resurrected, fulfilling the the uh, third of the feasts which complete the whole section. Now, I'll, I'll read you the names of these very quickly, and then we mm-hmm. want to discuss them. But then in the fall, the 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 fall feasts come about. And so sometimes people say, well, did Yeshua fulfill them? He did. And the New Testament tells us so. He did it all already. But the nation of Israel has yet to experience those fall feasts. Mm-hmm. The nation of Israel experienced the spring feasts, but they have not yet gotten to the fall feast. So the spring feasts are the Feast of Passover, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the Feast of Sheaf of First Fruits, and the Feast of Pentecost. Then right. we have about four months lapse. Everybody goes back to work, goes about their business, and then we have the Feast of Shofars. Okay,
1: mm-hmm. it's
2: very often written in English as the Feast of Trumpets.
1: Mm.
2: Or it's it may be called Rosh Hashanah, which means the head of the year. The Jewish New Year comes in the fall. Then we have 10 days later, the Day of Atonement. And then a week later, we have the Feast of Tabernacles. Now, these things all had very, very deep meaning. And we wondered today... Is that relevant to us as Christians? Right. What's our part in this? And the majority of Christians today are what we call Gentiles. And that means by your genetic makeup, you're not a direct descendant of Jacob, whose name was changed to Israel. So the people who come from Jacob are usually known as Jews because the state surrounding Jerusalem, the capital city of Israel, the state was called Yehuda, or in English, Judah. Right. So the people from there would be called Jews. Uh, and, and as it works out, if you're a member of the House of Israel or if you're a descendant of these Israeli people, you're referred to as Jewish. Now, in the eyes of God, of course, you have to be born again. Amen. circumcised in the heart and filled with the spirit. Come on. God loves rituals, but rituals teach us things. That's right. Rituals are for that purpose. Paul says the law is good if it's used properly. That's right. What if it's used improperly? Well, it's Mm. damaging. Right. And so do the Gentiles have to keep the, the feast? Do they have to keep the law? Do you have to keep the Shabbat? The Shabbat is the Hebrew word for Sabbath. Do we have to keep it? According to Colossians, chap, Paul in Colossians chapter two, we do not right. have to keep it. However, and, and this is a major point that we all need to get, guys.
0: What, what did we say? The elephant in the room. <laughs> <laughs> when we you got an elephant right now.
2: <laughs> when you are, <laughs> when you are in the new covenant, you've entered into covenant with God through Yeshua, and by the way, His name means salvation. Hallelujah. Yeshua.
0: That's Amen. a good one. Brother. When
2: you enter into covenant with God through Yeshua, Amen. According to my Bible and your Bible and the eternal Word of God, which will stand forever, it says that you died mm-hmm. to law. Now it doesn't. In English, it may say at times the law, but the the idea is you died to any legal system that bound you and kept you from God. You were withheld from getting next to God. You were bound. So Yeshua comes and gives a new covenant. And the only way you can escape the old covenant is to die. Mm, You've got to die. And how do you die? You die by faith, by accepting Yeshua's death Mm -hmm. for yourself. That's good. Once that is done, then you recognize that he's no longer dead, but he rose from the grave. And by faith, so did I. That's
3: right. Now I
2: recognize that I'm still in this old body But according to Paul in Romans 8, that body will be redeemed, too, and we'll get new bodies. So in the meantime, I'm going to live like the promises are mine. The victory (laughs) is mine, not because I can do it, but because my faith is in Yeshua who did it for me. Amen. So that's the victory. So do the Gentiles need to keep the feasts? Here we go. Question, fellas? Mm. Comments?
4: Right. No, according to that, we (laughs) we don't have to. Exactly. But they can teach us a lot.
2: But they can teach us a lot.
4: Yeah, there's a lot of revelation in it.
2: Yeah,
0: Uh, I'd like to chime in to say this is interesting. I've always told people that when it comes to biblical interpretation, we have to remember that the text that we're reading out of is ancient, and it was not written in he. It was not written, excuse me, in English. It was written in ancient Hebrew and Greek and Aramaic. If you understand that, your perceptions of the text cannot be viewed through the lens of American Christianity and modern (laughs) English. Never. But you can start to study the ancient Hebrew. Then you start to see their clear picture of interpretation of what was meant to be said. That goes not just for the language, but the culture. That's now bleeding into the feast. So if Jesus is the fulfillment of those feasts, wouldn't it make sense for us to understand what those feasts were? Exactly To make a proper interpretation. How can you bring revelation without proper interpretation? How can you bring in proper interpretation without proper understanding right. of those exactly. feasts? My wife and I are now pastoring. This church has had interest. I'm not saying that there were many, any of us were, were all Gentiles, but hungry for the truth of the culture, hungry for the truth of everything in the scripture. And we have adapted the practices of something as simple as the um, Feast of Tabernacles, when I was exposed to the traditions of the Feast of Tabernacles, it helped me understand a lot more of the Word of God from that understanding than I did exactly. when I, I didn't. I didn't know what the Feast of Tabernacles was. Right. You see, so if mm-hmm. we can get past this notion of, oh, well, your salvation's not in a, a festival or a, a, a feast, your salvation is in Jesus. Yes. But yeah. even the communion was Passover, right. which was, you know, he said, do this in remembrance of me. So if we're not under law, or, or I agree, gentlemen. But if I want to participate in the festival, Feast of Tabernacles, I'm doing it in remembrance of a lesson that God was trying to teach his children. Yes. Six thousand, excuse me, four thousand years ago.
2: Yes. Right. Amen. <laughs> exactly. So traditions and and um, uh, celebration of festivals etc it's not bad right now right. Christmas is not a biblical festival right and it wasn't given to Israel and in, uh, it wasn't really given to us or to, <laughs> or to the Gentile believers right? <laughs> right but it's something that came about now I have some Christians will often speak up on the subject of Christmas right. and boy they will yeah they'll damn it oh yeah and say yeah. how bad it is it's all about spending money and I'll say but to me and my family it's not mm-hmm we Christmas is the time of year we're we as Americans celebrate family and love and we mm-hmm. give gifts and we rejoice and who gets all the glory at it? Yeshua, God Amen. Almighty gets right. the the glory. So Amen. it's all in your perspective and and after all, we're not here to destroy one another. We're Amen. here to build each other up. So to you, keeping a biblical feast may seem well. That's putting me under the law nobody's trying to put you under law. <laughs> if you're a follower of Yeshua, you better not be under law. Come you should be free.
0: Amen. And uh, Amen. for it
2: is for freedom that Christ has set us yes, free. Yes,
0: that's right. Yes. So
2: if I want to keep a Passover festival, right. mm-hmm. what if I do it because I know that it typifies in the entire ritual of the Passover, it typifies the love of God expressed through the Lamb of God, oh, Yeshua.
0: Come on now if
2: amen. i read, if i can celebrate a passover and i promise you the first time you celebrate one in the ceremony you will see the work of the lamb of god amen and look you'll come away from there you'll never be the same and any time you see passover that word is going to bring back Oh my God! And my Messiah, my mm. Christ, my Lord has fulfilled that for me. Right. And make you think of the wisdom of God.
0: Right. Yeah. Right.
2: You know, and then you go to the next feast and the next. And so today, um, we we have to remember this, and I uh, I harp on this a lot because I'm a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but and you.
0: <laughs> and a Jew. Yeah, that's why I'm Let's a not Rabbi. forget <laughs> the Jew, the Jew, teaching, Jew you. teaching you. Come on, brother.
2: <laughs> so, and I never stop. I go get my haircut today and I'm in the, the the salon preaching to everybody and they're all, come Praise on. God. You know, shouting. Yeah, It just, I can't help it. Glory to God. Don't want to help it. <laughs> yeah, amen. But Because people need to know. That's right. And when God gives you revelation, you want to share it. Yes. But uh, we have a responsibility to the Jewish people. All of us do Mm -hmm. Jews and Gentiles alike. And we have to remember that as church history, and you can't deny it, it has morphed. Mm. The early church, they weren't all in agreement. They were working through things. Right? Paul says in first Corinthians, he says, there must be differences among you. Mm -hmm. And he says, uh, it is my phrase, my words, but he says that the, that the Lord may show on whom his favor rests. Mm. So he said, it's normal to be at different places in your walk, when you're born again and you start off, you might meet somebody who's got some knowledge that you don't possess. They may have some knowledge you don't need. Mm-hmm. But as they're they're growing in time, you'll grow. But nobody's ever the same. We're never can we can never look in a mirror at another believer and say. We're at the same level. Right. There's no way because we're individuals. So, right. Well, church as a whole has morphed through the years. And a lot of times it's gotten, gotten into weirdness mm-hmm. and, uh, and some believers have, but look, what saves us? It's not how good we do this thing. It's our faith in the one who did it. Good. Amen. I like that. We're saved by faith. If you stop believing that, guess what? You no longer have the reward of your faith. So, we keep our faith, but you need to be tolerant of others. Uh, if they're seeking truth, just pray that God will give it truth. Amen. But you don't have to, to uh, you know, we don't have to shoot one another. Right, our, right, And that's a figure of speech. Right. No. <laughs> <laughs> this day and time, i will be careful. Yeah, right. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> really. The
0: YouTube police are coming <laughs> after us now. <man. laughs>
2: so anyway, we we do need to be have mercy on each other Amen. and realize you may not be where I am. I have a revelation. I may not be where you are, but undoubtedly, if it came from God, we all need what we have, and maybe He's He's bringing us to a place where we can adjust our traditions Mm. to the truth. That's good. And sometimes we say, "I want truth," Mm. but in reality, that is if it lines up with my tradition. Mm. Oh, because my tradition is something that if I go and tell them I no longer believe this, well, then. Uh, you know, I'm going to, my world's going to fall apart and they're going to get mad at me. <laughs> so count the cost. So no. let's go on about these feasts. Over. Yeah.
4: We're going to dive right off into this. The first feast that God instituted was pas- Passover, uh, Pesach, um, yeah. Exodus 12, one through 14 gives us the whole breakdown of that, uh, of that feast. We won't read that whole passage. Cause it's a, uh, it's a little lengthy, but it, uh, God's God tells Moses and Aaron, this month shall be the beginning of months. And to be the first month of the year to you, And he told it to the, he said, "Speaking to the congregation of Israel. And on the 10th day of that month, that you were, every household was to take a lamb. It had to be of the first year, had to be spotless, had to be a perfect lamb. And they would keep it until the 14th day. And then they would sacrifice it. And they put the blood upon the doorpost to keep the spirit of the destroyer from coming in. And and this was, of course, this was during the Exodus time when the Israelites were still in Egypt. Egypt. That's right. Now, of course... This is all pointing to Jesus. Every single aspect of it. And of course, we're not going to be able to dive off into everything because we could we would well, be I here hate. for 4 hours on just on just the first <laughs> feast. <laughs> um but yeah, so the 14th day, that's when the Passover is to be killed in the evening. They were to all whoever was in the house was to partake of it. None was to be left until the morning. Um they were also to have no leaven and in their house. Yes, yes.
2: The 14th of Nisan is when the lamb was slain. Mm. And this was the day the lamb was slain. Amen. Three Hallelujah. o'clock in the afternoon, Three o'clock. Uh, nine o'clock in the morning and three o'clock in the afternoon, he was on the cross that long. Amen. And he would have heard the bleeding of the sheep for the morning sacrifice. Hallelujah. And he would have heard the final bleeding of the sheep for the evening sacrifice. Right. As he said, Father, take my spirit. That's it. It is finished. That's it. And uh, yeah. so the 14th was the day. And it would have been a Wednesday. They would have killed him before sundown because sundown began the 15th. And it was on the 15th, that evening before midnight, that the Jewish people had to partake of eating the lamb. Mm-hmm. So this brings us into uh, the Jewish Thursday. Right, It's our Wednesday evening right. And right. The end into the next day. And then we can trace it out and see where he was in the grave three days and three nights. Right. He's got to follow the pattern. Exactly. They, or he's a, an imposter. Exactly. Right? If he didn't follow the pattern laid down in the law. Right. Then he didn't fulfill it. And Definitely. Real,
0: real quick, I'd like to pause to echo the, on uh, that particular point about uh, our traditions. The old song I remember calling on Friday night, to <laughs> crucify the Lord. And why, yeah. why are we saying Friday night? Because of our traditions. Yeah. Our American traditions traditions right, right, yeah. we need to stop stop dropping and roll theologically can, okay <laughs> let's go ahead and if you realize well, wait maybe i got something wrong let's dig and let's go to the yeah. ancient hebrew if you take it you to see, the, you'll Israel. find yeah. you you cannot expect that any culture whether that be roman or american is going to give you the purest form of theology exactly. unless you're going all the way back to the roots right Jesus was Jewish. He yeah. was God in the flesh, but the Jews were His chosen people. Yeah. So if we if we don't take peel the layers back and to get to the root of the theology and look at where our surface, yeah. quick quick example. I'm gonna get yeah off go somewhere. for it. One thing that was mind blowing. I did not understand uh, Jewish uh, culture to understand John chapter fifteen. I have preached that so many times at at funerals, gravesides. To, uh, God, had, Jesus has gone to prepare a place for us for in my Father's house are many mansions. And so many Christians think that we're going to get a four-car oh, garage, yeah. an indoor swimming pool. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have a yeah. three-story right. uh, mansion.
2: Yeah. And being from the South, it's one of those plantation <laughs> yeah, homes exactly. that we grew up exactly. seeing all our lives. And yeah.
0: Those that are listening here and now, will get their mind blown when they realize that's not what it means. Not at all. Culturally, not
4: it's not. Yeah. It's, it's literally when it says he went to prepare a place for you in the father's house, it was an addition on. It has to do with the marriage between a, a Jewish man and a Jewish woman. When he would go to get her, he would bring her to the father's house, where he had prepared a place for them to live, it was an addition onto the father's house. Right. So it basically becomes it's one big mansion if right. you if you want to think of it that way. But we're all the building will be all connected yes. essentially. That's it in a nutshell, of course. But yeah,
0: yeah, that would be the, the example is the wife would go with the groom, and the groom's father would right. build an add-on to the groom's house. So the so the wife moves in with the in-laws right. to the same house. And so, again, our American Christianity has interpreted it based on English. Right. Oh, we're all going to get, yeah. you know, gold, diamonds, laced, everything, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's streets of gold. That's where there's a conflation. I believe that's more of the problem. But again, back to the need to understand Jewish culture, Jewish tradition, hey, Hebrew.
2: In, in John three thirteen, Yeshua speaking to, uh, to his disciples and to the people, he says, no man has ever gone to the father Mm. except for he talking about himself, the son of man who came down from the father. Now he makes a statement said, nobody's been there. What was, what was keeping people out? Mm, That's good. The sin nature, right? It hadn't been atoned for yet. Mm -hmm. So this tells us that Enoch Mm -hmm. did not go to the father. He Mm -hmm. went up, but undoubtedly made a U-turn. He went to the abode of the righteous, in Sheol or Hades, or Hades, uh, in Greek, mm-hmm. and uh, and then Elijah he went up, but he couldn't have gone in because he was still Adam's. He was a descendant of Adam who was fallen. Right. Amen. Okay. Right. Amen. And so Yeshua said, "I go to prepare a place for you, mm. where so that where I am, you're going to be." And we often think of that geographically, but think of, of it theologically or positionally between your relationship with God. No longer are you going to be on the outside looking in the, the family.
4: Mm-hmm. You're
2: going to be a part of the family. Right. God right. is bringing you in. So Yeshua says, I'm going to prepare a place. And then the scripture says he died on the cross. He went down and preached for three days and took care of business because he'd already been visited by Moses and Elijah. He... Earlier, so now he's got he's got four thousand years of humanity to deal with, mm-hmm. and it says he takes captivity captive. Amen. He brings the righteous to the Father. They've never been there before. <laughs> Nobody's ever set foot, but now the atonement had been done.
1: Right, mm-hmm. and
2: so then he comes back, and from the time Yeshua returns, we see a. a a personality change. He's got the victory. He's walking with his friends on the road to Emmaus, and he right. hears them going, "I can't believe that guy, man. We thought he was the Messiah." And right. He's going, "Oh man, <laughs> tell me about it." <laughs> you know, the next thing you know, he says, "Go tell my my buddies. I'll be there in a minute." And right, they said, "Oh, man. come on with us." He goes, "No, you guys go ahead, but tell them I'll be there." And they got there, announced his arrival, and then he walks through the wall to come in. Right. And you know, he had to be. You, I mean, he's the. Human of humans. If right. he didn't have emotion of joy, like, is this yeah. awesome? Right. He says, hey, man, you're going to get one of these bodies, too. Come on You now. can walk right through the wall. That's a really nice thing. Really? I like
4: that. You know? We don't need doors anymore.
2: Oh, yeah, man. I've tried it. You know, <laughs> I'm not there yet.
4: <laughs> That's so, good.
2: Uh, anyway, when he goes to prepare a place for us, uh, <laughs> you know, he's doing the real thing. Amen. And uh, anyway, uh, we were uh, talking about something here. Right. Right. <laughs> What was the subject? <laughs> right. Well, we use the the, the analogy,
0: the, the understanding of that verse is so Americanized, yeah, right. and and we, we if again the point of the feast in in the New Testament church, I believe, is not so much for, of course, not for salvation, yeah. but. But an application that would, in the same way Jesus told his disciples, do Passover in remembrance of me. Yeah. So if I were to do the Feast of Tabernacles and do a tin in the back of my yard, I realize that I don't need that for salvation. But by golly, that'll set my mind right to humble myself and realize I am nothing without Jesus. That's right. That's I am right. nothing without God. So, Church, if you're listening right now and you're encouraged I would encourage you to go and study these these things. They're good. Right. They're very good for not only your soul. Let's not forget that there's seven that God instituted. Right. Yeah. So right. just saying. I mean, I think yeah. God's a little smarter yeah. than us, right? Think exactly. About,
2: <laughs> think about how we have the spring feasts, and they were to commemorate, uh, in the natural, they were commemorate the spring harvest.
1: Mm-hmm. You sure. had
2: the uh, barley harvest. Uh, barley is a type of wheat that the poor eat. And that the uh, animals uh, are fed, and uh, it, it made good bread. It was more like cornbread than as opposed to good white fluffy bread. It was <laughs> like, dense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dense. And so, but this was important to the Lord, and so they they celebrated these feasts at that time. And uh, and then we have a, a long period where there's nothing happening. There's four months. Four in the Bible is the number that relates to the relation between man and God. And uh, really cool. Uh, The first four of the Ten Commandments relate to man's responsibility toward God. Mm. The next six, the number of man, uh, relate to man's responsibility to his fellow man. So Mm. anyway, so we have four months of a a pause there. And then suddenly the shofar sound at the Feast of Shofars. Mm-hmm. Hag taruach is the the Hebrew word, taruach, and it means to just blast out with a shofar or to shout out, cry Mm -hmm. out. And um, so something happens when the shofar starts sounding, and for 10 days they sound all over the land of Israel. They're sounding. Well, let's pause right there and let's see something. Yeshua came to Israel, came to those under law to free those who were under law bring them into the liberty that God wanted them to have, Mm -hmm. full rights as sons. So he does so. And the disciples, especially, they experienced all of those feasts. Well, the whole nation did, but everybody didn't apply it. They wanted to keep the ritual without the reality. Mm -hmm. But the apostles said, uh, no, man, he's the reality. All of that pointed to him. Let's say goodbye to that and welcome the new. And so they embraced that. Well, over time, what happened? Israel gets banished to the ends of the earth. They got, mm-hmm. actually got genocided in mm-hmm. 132 to 135 A.D. by the Romans. Yeah. And that yeah. was the end of their existence in the Holy Land, uh, other than a few uh, that stragglers that managed to make it through the centuries. So we go through a long period where the church shifts from being Jewish, even with its, Jew, its Gentile members, it's making a shift because suddenly— there are more Gentiles involved in the church than there are Jews. Right. So as we go through from the uh, second century forward, we start moving forward pretty soon. The Romans are in control of it. Yeah. And, uh, and I mean, look, they, they actually changed it from a Jewish gospel to a Roman gospel and kept in a lot of their pagan rituals, but they ruled the church for uh, over a thousand years. In the fifteen hundreds in Europe, there was a reformation, a protest, a protestant mm. reformation where the believers of Europe said, We want to be Christian. We want a Bible in our hands. We mm-hmm. want it in our own language. Mm-hmm. Right. And so on.
0: Not dependent upon man to get it. Not dependent upon
2: man. And what are we doing with a Roman priesthood? The Bible, New Testament doesn't say anything about us having a priesthood. We are the priesthood. That's, That's right. right. Jesus, That's right. Jesus. Right. So, made that way. Yeah. So uh, anyway, with that in mind, a lot of things took place. This is all history, and we have movements of reformation and revival, and people begin to change. America gets founded. Next thing you know, all of this persecution going on in Europe and the fighting uh, over religion, well, a lot of them sought a a better place, and they ended up in America, and they brought that hunger for freedom here. Thank God they did. Amen. And uh, what a place. And so they come to America and they bring a lot of their ideas for getting away from a state church. Mm. They don't want the state controlling their church. And it always had. Israel controlled their religion and then it passed into Christianity. And now, so the Romans said, well, we've got to control it. Mm. But this Christian thing is not about uh, controlled by any nation or anything of this earth mm-hmm. it's about allegiance to yeshua and right. following him by the spirit amen and so you know, on an individual um, s- scale there so once we experience that in america ends up being founded and you know the freedom of religion etc as it grows we have to grow up into a nation to do what we have to do on the earth. We send out missionaries to the world. We print more Bibles and distribute them than any nation in the world. I'm talking about the United States of America. Mm -hmm. So we do these things, and all the time we're growing up. In uh, 1906, without listing all the revivals, a revival took place in Los Angeles called the Azusa Street Revival. And the next thing you know, America was impacted by this. And then we go through the Pentecostal movement, which mm. was a result of that. And then it morphed, though, and then became a healing movement in the 40s and 50s and into the 60s. People started moving in gifts of healing. And then in the 70s, there was the, uh, the hippie movement, which resulted in a, the Jesus movement in California. Mm. And so many of these people who left Texas and left Louisiana and left Michigan uh, and New England to go to California to be a part of the hippie movement were born again. And a lot of those guys were Jews, and so suddenly you have a new renewed interest into Jewishness in the Mm -hmm. in the Americas and Mm -hmm. in Christianity. So the Jesus movement, which impacted so many of these Jewish Americans, young college guys that were brilliant, well, they ended up in this movement. So before long, what happens? We go through our history. Uh, You know, if you know anything about American history, you know what all we did and accomplished and where we failed. But one of the things that happened in 19, when the war ended in World War II, World War I prepared the land of Israel for the Jews. World War II prepared the Jew for the land of Israel. Mm -hmm. And they fled out of Europe. And this thing, the next thing you know, Israel is a nation again. Oh my God, the prophecies of Isaiah are fulfilled and God (laughs) did what he said he was going to do. Well, they got back home. You think they were ready for the Messiah? Mm-hmm. They were a fledgling ragtag yep. group of people, yes, and they began to develop and develop and guess where they are today. They're in a place where they've turned their attention to learning their own Jewish roots. That's so, yeah. Well what's happening in the United States today? The Gentiles, uh, Christians who have been filled with the spirit during the charismatic renewal of the 80s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, Well, that phase is past, and now they're looking to their Jewish roots. I wonder why. Because God says, this is me. I'm leading my church to do what I want. And as the church begins to progress and study its Jewish roots, it finds the feasts. And it goes, hey, do we have to keep them? And somebody says, no, we're free. Paul says so in Colossians chapter 2. Don't let anybody judge you whether you keep a Shabbat, a Sabbath, or a a, a feast. He goes, man— you do be led of the spirit, just love God and love your neighbor. I mean, Make sure Yeshua, anything you do, do it in the name of Yeshua. So mm-hmm. this is the fulfillment. In the meantime, what's happening in Israel, they're studying. Do you know that when they get out of the army and everybody has to serve, where do they do? Most of them go to India because they're seeking enlightenment. Yeah. And you could say, well, they're not very, very religious. They don't love Christians Hey, the veil's over their eyes, but according to Paul in Romans 11, the veil will be lifted when they look upon the Gentiles and say, they've got our Messiah. That's right. Mm-hmm. And Israel will have revival, and it'll be like life from the yes. dead. because yeah, yeah. the Gentiles have been given the gospel, Romans 11, 11, right. to provoke the Jews to jealousy. jealousy. I mean, it's never happened, never happened, but in our lifetime, guys, right. it's happening, and I'm glad to be a part know, of it. He, he, so he, he, so he, do you want to keep Passover? Do you want to keep the uh, the the... Uh, name a feast, the Rosh Hashanah, right. you know, the Feast right. of Shofars. I got a Shofar right here, man. <laughs> I'm getting ready to <laughs> let that thing rip. Uh, we got all these feasts. Do I have to? No. But by doing it, people look and go, oh my God, this is the fulfillment. What, are, what does a Shofar represent? The calling of the people of God home, calling them to Him to repent. What is the Day of Atonement? Yom Kippur. What is it about? It's about the covering of Messiah's blood for their sins. They spend 10 days trying to make sure their name's in the book of life, and they get it in the book of life. And then what happens? You get a new beginning, and it's time to celebrate the Feast of Sukkot, the Mm. Feast of Booths, the Feast of Tabernacles. And everybody builds a ragtag little hut out in the Wherever in Israel, right. you see them on a balcony, you see it all anywhere. over the place. But you build it because God said, I want you to build something that separates you from life today and look back. And, and the bottom line is, excuse me, yeah. God is saying, here's the phrase that we should all be using. This is my version look what the Lord Lord has done. And you're gonna bring into your little booth uh some figs and some any anything that you can get olives from the olive tree. Look at the bounty and you're gonna be able to look up at the sky, look through those those palm branches and look up to the stars and go, My God did it. He promised Abraham he'd have children more numerous than the stars. Look at us Lord. We're here. And so if we can do that today. Mm-hmm. And teach it so that believers on Yeshua, Christians, mm-hmm. will be more fired up and see the wonder of God in it and get and glory The glory will go to Yeshua. If this can happen, shouldn't we be – I'm not saying go out and start, I'm going to keep each one of these and I'm going to find <laughs> out how to do it. And I'm going to lose all my joy in the process. <laughs> 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 then you missed it, man. Right, this right. thing's about life. Amen. It's okay if we keep the feast because we learn from them. Right. That's also, it. the law is good if it's used right.
4: That's so, right. So
2: let's use it rightly. You know what? I'm praying continually that as we preach revival in America, and we've mm. been told there's going to be a revival, uh, come up the Mississippi River from the Gulf, going to fill this land. Hallelujah. Uh, it's, it, it, we believe right now it's happening in mm. various stages, and uh, but it's coming. And uh, God wants his believers to begin to look like the Bible picture of his believers. He doesn't want them running from anything. And when I I handle four languages and I'll say handle, I've not mastered anything, Uh, (laughs) but uh, that's English and German and Hebrew and Greek. And but my point is, as much as I love languages and I love all of these biblical languages, Hebrew beats them all. I mean, it's amazing how. And we often Mm. talk Greek, and in the Greek this means this, and in the Greek means that. That's fine. Mm. But you know what? You just got to read this thing in Hebrew, and along with that, let me say, remember this. Yeshua was not Greek. That's right. The Greeks were the arch enemies of the Jewish people. That's right. It was the Greeks who instituted the silence of the divine name. Yes. They did this and persecuted and tried to destroy israel said you can't circumcise you can't keep the sabbath yep. and you can't say the divine name
1: mm-hmm. and we
2: still practice that today we say the prayer mm-hmm. blessed are you O lord our god but notice i didn't say the name of god mm-hmm. i said adonai which means lord that's a practice that has come in in mm-hmm. all these centuries and what how do we do it in hebrew i mean in english how do we write it? it, comes it? Lord comes is all capital.
0: L O R D.
2: But we refuse the. Name. But all through the Bible it says, "My name will be great among the nations." Mm. Now, that's not just to belittle the name Yeshua, because the one, his name, we'll, we'll call him Yahweh. Mm-hmm. Okay, the divine Father. Right. Mm-hmm. He's the one that said, "Whatever you do, I want it done in the name of my Son, yes. in the name of Yeshua. Whatever you do in word or deed, come so, on." Anyway, with keeping with that, don't let us lose sight that it's all about Yeshua. And but at the same time, we're not just saved to be saved. Yes. We are saved to do a yes. work. Yes. Amen. OK. And that work right now in our day is to being a witness so that the nation of Israel will stop as they study their roots. They're going to look and go, oh, my God, all the prophecies about the Gentiles glorifying God, it's happening. Look, they're keeping our feast." And they're yep. gonna recognize yep. Yeshua. And Paul says in Romans eleven twenty five Israel All Israel will be saved. Amen. Mm-hmm. Talking about life from the dead. Right. Is this good stuff? This good is stuff. really
4: good stuff. Awesome. It really really is. Awesome. Awesome.
2: And I am a teacher and so yeah. I'm just you know waiting for an opportunity to get some words in and uh, <laughs> right. I'm sorry guys no, I just No no no, 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 no this a teacher and pastor and
0: Well you know it's yeah but um, we but I'm the guest
2: here that's right. Amen. Huh? I mean, <laughs> right. exactly right. Guest
0: first guest first. <laughs> this is uh, this is why we love buzz. He's on point. Amen. I love, I love his character. I love his personality. <laughs> Buzz is the kind of person that makes me realize I am not alone. You know what I mean? Well, that Carrie Job song, my, my, my Rabbi, that my brother, that Carrie Job song.
2: Yeah. I am not alone. I, I think, I,
0: look, yeah, yeah. See, I I'm crazy too. Right.
2: So. <laughs> That's right. Hey, look, Good I got deal. baptized in joy. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And if we lose that, what kind of witness are we? Right. I mean, you got to live forever.
0: Yeah, well, uh, as long as God lives, you know, and and Rabbi, if I can, (laughs) while you were talking, I want to share something too about this is that in the modern church, when it comes to dealing with the Jewish traditions, culture and background, all that good stuff where you do have just as we would the law and the grace people. Okay, so we understand in the modern church, it's like one of two. You have the stiff necked, hardened law people that have no grace, no mercy, no Mm -hmm. compassion, Mm -hmm. stick with the rules, holier than thou. Then you have the other ones that, hey, come as you are, leave as you are jesus paid the price for your sins yep. we're all sinners right why even try we're just yeah. human blah yeah. so there's so there are two extremes that are both wrong right and i found and i've preached that in jacob news for so many years that being an issue in our american church we did the same thing when it comes to the jewish tradition where you have let's say the hardened people that never accepted christ and they're still in the old testament then you had the other half of the extreme, but those that jumped on the New Testament bandwagon, that they've left their roots. Right. They've gone so far off the yeah. reservation yeah. that they've forgotten the importance of yes. the, the Old Testament. Exactly. I've even yeah. had a youth yeah. pastor, at rabbi, tell me one day, oh, well, but that's in the Old Testament. Yeah. I did.
2: That's not the word of God?
0: <laughs> no, wait, let me do it for the camera. Ready? <laughs> really? So what are we going to do? And and I didn't and listen. I was very respectful. I didn't react the way that was in my head. Yeah. Right? Okay, but but in my mind, I also did this. I, I debated with him in my head. I'm like, should we take your Bible and take it, yeah. and write it between Malachi yeah. and Matthew, right. and rip it down the binding and say, here, that's all you need. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I know it. But with that's the, still the Word of God.
2: Oh yeah, you still Genesis the promises are the promises that are fulfilled in the New Testament that we loved embrace. You don't even know what those promises are if you don't look in the old testament to see yeah. what was said. Correct. Because often we we build up, we say, Oh, you know, God's promised me this. <laughs> really? Well, let's go back and see where did he make that promise. Right. Exactly. You can't correct. you
4: can't have the new testament without the old. Exactly. Yeah. You don't you don't have a new testament. It's one book. You I had a friend
2: you... that taught a Bible college yeah. <laughs> and he said, first day of every class, all the students, when they signed in and they're sitting before him. He said he would take them to the to Malachi. Uh, Malachi. <laughs> Malachi.
4: I mean, uh, Malachi. Malachi. Well, I guess I that's how we Almost it. get almost through
2: get... A, a lesson without getting in the wrong language. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I, I can't believe it. He yeah, was, like,
2: was uh, that German? Was that... <laughs> yeah, that's that was Hebrew. Okay, <laughs> Malachi, because most Bibles have a a, a page between mm-hmm. Old Testament and New Testament. Yeah, he yeah, says, yeah. Open your Bible to that page now. All together, let's tear it out. <laughs>
0: I don't know if you ever heard this saying, and I've said this a lot because I got out of a Bible college when I went to seminary in Baton Rouge. But uh, it's a saying that says the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed, Sealed. and the New, New Testament
2: is the Old Testament revealed. revealed. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It's a beautiful it way is. to say it.
0: The it synergy, it's a marriage oh, of the two. It, it is the whole Old Testament and New Testament married together to be the one. You cannot separate yeah. one without the
4: other. Just to get back, we're gonna we're gonna spit fire through these. Through the feast again, just to give a, a quick rundown on the seven, so we have Passover, which is in the it's in the beginning of the religious year, if yeah. you, if it's if you could say it that yeah, way, right? It's whenever they uh where the Passover was kept, which also started a week. It was right before the uh, Feast of Unleavened Bread, which was a seven day feast, which they were to have no leaven. Which in scripture that's kind of representative of sin. Yeah, to get everything out, right? Mm-hmm. So, and we know Jesus did not have any sin, so he fulfilled that. He also fulfilled the Passover because he was the Lamb of God who, who his blood was shed for us to be set free. Um, then also within that you have the feast of first fruits, which is resurrection. Yes. He is the first, first of the resurrection. Yeah. Then you come to uh, the feast of weeks or Shavuot or Pentecost as it's known, and that is. When the Holy Spirit, in the New Testament, we have uh, Acts 2, the Holy Spirit fell on the disciples. They fulfilled with the Holy Spirit. Tradition is that that's when, in the Old Testament, is when God gave the law on Mount Sinai, right. traditionally speaking. Well,
2: and if you look back, I think of Numbers where uh, worship the golden calf and all of those things happened. The Levites drew a sword, drew their swords and walked through the crowd and chopped 3,000 people. Yeah, down. Moses
4: told them to come to stand yeah. by him. And
2: God said, These guys will be my priests, my priesthood, you know, my mediators.
4: Mm-hmm. Right. And that's uh, good. That's
2: where, so on the day that the law was given, 3,000 mm-hmm. died. Wow. On the day the spirit was given, 3,000 were saved. That's it. That's a good parallel. So the those parallels right. are just, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: This is good stuff. That is amazing. like is.
2: God is amazing, isn't he? <laughs> so that's why we study those. Right. Look at the patterns and go, ah, look, he's, he's another, the wisdom
4: of God. Another one is, uh, if I'm remembering right, Second Chronicles 5.11, where it talks about that uh, after Solomon had dedicated the temple, the Spirit of God came down into the temple, and there was 120 priests that all fell out trying <laughs> yeah. to do But if you translate this to Acts 2, there was 120 yeah. wow. that got right. the Spirit hit them. Yeah. So yeah, that kind of tr- yeah. that's a parallel too in itself. And
2: fire came down from heaven. That's right to receive mm. the offering. Yep. Where in the New Testament, fire came down from heaven. And- Rabbi,
0: that's Ooh. in the Old Testament. We don't do that. <laughs> yeah, how it's can you have anyway. revelation? It
2: makes my Bible so heavy. Yes. I have to remove it.
0: <laughs> it's like we focus oh. on the fulfillment, but if you eliminate the prophecy, you can't have a fulfillment. Um, you don't right.
2: appreciate it. You know, you
0: you want the harvest but no seed. Yeah. I mean, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
4: Then jumping ahead, like uh, in the fall feast, you have the uh, Yom Teruah, or Feast of Trumpets, or Rosh Hashanah. It's uh, the first day of the seventh month. That is a call to repentance, a memorial. It's
2: the only one of the feasts that I, I interrupt. Yes, that's no, go ahead. do it. That's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, it's the only one of the feasts that starts on the first day of the month. The yeah. new moon begins the month. The Rosh Hashanah. Yeah. And so here this is the first of the uh, you know, so there's something in that. Ten Damn. is the number of human government.
4: Right. We have mm. ten
2: fingers, ten toes, uh, we rule ourselves, the nations are uh you know, have to give an account and then yom,
4: yom kippur kippur. Mm.
2: kippur to cover.
4: A day of a time. Yom is day. As yeah, a day of uh it says that they, you should covering. afflict your soul that day, and most people take this as a fasting thing. But they did they, they do that still nowadays. Is they they fast for twenty four hours. It's a day of reverence. Uh, to to that, and of course now most they don't believe that they were atoned for it yet. They they, they used to do the the sacrifices for. It. We understand that Jesus uh, yeah for is our atonement. Years we haven't had any sacrifices to yeah. right right, and then couple of days later, which is on the 15th. Fulfilled by Yeshua. So. Exactly. <laughs> Amen. And on the uh, the 15th of the 10th, uh, of the seventh month, you have uh tabernacles or Sukkot where they would, God told them that you are to remember your time in the wilderness. You're to make booths. You're to sleep in the booths. You're to have f- eaten the booths, uh fellowship in the booths and, and for seven days. And, and to, uh, to, to go about that. The rejoice is a big word in that feast.
2: Yeah. I think it, I forgot how many times it, it says it. It's the happy feast. It is. It, it, it
4: is. It, <laughs> it says is rejoice, rejoice. In the tent? The, the
0: yes. The yeah, the oh, yes. Yeah. Okay, so quick pause coming back to the most ignorant Gentile in the room. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a Gentile who is halfway there. Okay. So <laughs> then we have an authentic Jew in this house. So hey, lo- I
2: have Gentile blood. too. It's the blood of Yeshua amen. that matters. We, we got the blood of Jesus. Let me tell you.
0: Hallelujah. But Paul it, it, says it, the
2: Jew and the Gentile are both alike under sin. That's <laughs>
3: oh, <man. laughs> true.
0: That's true. true. Guilty. Amen. Amen. But I love joking about that because it's like, I'm like, okay, Hey, I'm the one that doesn't know the most, I'm most ignorant in this one. But on that funny note about it being uh, re- rejoicing, that that really kind of, oh, thorn in my side moment. You'll love this buzz. <laughs> Jacob knows what I'm about to say because we did a legitimate uh, Feast of Tabernacles where we took the church and we set up tents. And we had a oh, camping yeah. trip during the feast. We, we were actually doing it. Now, yeah. granted, what we cheated a little bit. but did it we, for a, a night, one day. Right? We but, didn't do it for seven. Yeah. We <laughs> Yeah, one out of seven. Few of the
2: Jews in Israel do. <laughs> put it right. to you
0: this way: one seventh is a lot better than most people <laughs> yeah. in right. American Christianity. Yeah. So anyway, saying that, it was twenty-eight degrees. Twenty-eight degrees. And my wife, we joke about it all the time. She's like, Yeah, but it was the most memorable. Yeah, but not necessarily for the right reasons. (laughs) For the
2: right reasons.
0: (laughs) Let me tell you. We We all got sick. It's so funny. We we most people complain about mosquitoes. Well, freezing to death is also a problem. So we didn't have mosquitoes, but there was another issue at hand. Twenty-eight, yeah, and it was cold. and we survived it. The church that, that the people of our members that did make it out, they they roughed and tough. Uh, but it, when you said that they'd say rejoicing, I can only remember our look, where feast of tabernacles was like it was. anything but rejoicing. I ch- I joke about this. I, was, yeah. I almost chipped a tooth, you know, chattering <laughs> my yeah. jaw so much it was right. so cold. Yeah.
4: But uh, yeah, but it was literally below freezing. One thing I want to bring up too before we uh we start wrapping this up is um there is one feast that will be celebrated for all of eternity. Ah, uh, let's talk about that one. Now we did. We kind of mentioned it was Sukkot, it was tabernacles. Yeah. But in Zechariah, it specifically says that that if you don't show up to this feast, you will not get rain in Zechariah. So that's uh that is one that will continue on. That's the nations. That is to yeah. the nations. It mm-hmm. will be. It kind of Implies that the other ones will be not so much celebrated. They, but it says specifically fulfilled, and we've completed. I mean, they may still be done for remembrance, but this one specifically has a a a, perpetual right, a perpetual uh, purpose to it. Mm.
2: When we look back at the feast and we see all uh, six of them fulfilled, six being the Day of Atonement, you know, the shedding of the blood of Messiah. And the Book of Hebrews says he went into the holy place. So this fulfills this Day of Atonement Feast, when we look back at it and when it's all said and done and we celebrate or commemorate the Feast of Tabernacles Mm. in that day when it happens uh, in the future, in the millennium, when we do it and all the nations do it, they're going to look back at the entire plan of God and look, this is so good. What was it that was sacrificed when they came out of Egypt? What was it? The Pesach, the uh, Paschal Lamb. was a Lamb, lamb. lamb yeah, okay. yeah. But when you get to the Day of Atonement, things have changed.
1: Yeah.
2: All of this event, if you'll ask the Jewish people and their uh, sages from the past, what they wrote about it, they're saying that this is the fulfillment, not, not the Passover Lamb, but you, but the fulfillment In the new, the last of the feasts is the fulfillment of the when Isaac was going, Abraham was going to sacrifice Isaac, Genesis 22. And the Lord said, Stop. What was it there that Isaac saw that replaced his son? He said, The Lord will provide, okay? Mm. It was a ram. Ram is a full grown lamb. That's right. Mm. Okay? We go from the lamb. A fledgling nation that doesn't know beans about beans. You know, they don't know anything. <laughs> but then when we reach maturity, the shofar sounds and he says, get serious, get your name in the book, repent of your sins.
0: Yes.
2: And then the covering takes place. Well, then you move into the sacrifice of the ram. Mm-hmm. And this is this adds, it's amazing. In fact, you can actually Google this. I did it today and I was, I was just doing some research and I went, Oh yeah. As I looked at the scriptures on that. Taught on it lots of times. And I pulled up, I think a guy says, Why the ram and not the lamb? If Yeshua's fulfilling the promise to Abraham, you know, the promised son would be offered. Mm. And so what he does, it it is the Yeshua is the sacrifice, and he fulfills the lamb. When the Jewish people were kids, I mean, they were young, they were, they were not uh grown, mm-hmm. not mature. Right. Mm-hmm. They were just coming out of Egypt. In fact, the voice went out to anybody. Hey, you guys over there, you're not Jews. Mm. You're not Israelis, but you want to participate. That's right. Get your lamb. So it was to all to form the nation. Wow. Okay. So they sacrificed a lamb. The nation goes through all of its history. It grows up. And at maturity, it accepts Yeshua, the ram. So he's Hallelujah. also the lamb, but he's now sacrificed. The you can view him as the final product for the mature nation because wow. that nation will be saved. Amen.
4: I um, mm. Oh, second part.
2: What was the lamb for? Was it for everybody in the house?
4: The the blood was, and the lamb was for for the, for everyone in it.
2: Mm. I know that's the general concession right. teacher. Yeah. And yeah. I'm older than you, so I can, you that's it. Hey, correct <laughs> me. Correct me. Uh, well, that's uh, why, hey, that's yeah. why we brought you here. Yeah.
0: Okay. Understand that. <laughs> anyway. Plus you're wearing the hat. So. <laughs> yeah, I
4: got the, look, I got the
2: outfit on man. I'm holding a shofar here. You know? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Who would die if they didn't put the blood of the, kill the lamb and put the blood on the to- on the door.
4: Firstborn son. Yep.
2: What if you were secondborn? Mm. You could play video games.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. According yeah. to what it was said, yeah. And yeah. it was the
2: same for the, the Gentile or Jew. Right. I mean, it was the same for the people of God. He was just drafting a nation and he was mm. saying something. He told Moshe, Moshe, Moses, in Hebrew it's Moshe. God told Moshe, he says, go tell Pharaoh. To let my firstborn son go, he says, "Israel, my firstborn yeah. son." And you mm. start seeing that in the Scripture. My firstborn son, my firstborn, all the way through, and then Yeshua is continued. It says he's the firstborn, God's firstborn. Mm. In the Book of Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews refers to the Jewish born again people as the Church of the Firstborn. Wow. So, when we talk about firstborn, there's a message in it. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. And in other words, the firstborn is what I'm aiming this out because my nation is going to be firstborn. When you're born again, you're part of the firstborn. Amen.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We're not the secondborn. And if Israel is chief among the nations, which God says they will be, very clearly, I'll show you all the scriptures on that. Mm-hmm. Very clearly, they will be the firstborn nation. The firstborn has the name of the Father. He carries that authority of the Father's name, and he has a special position and blessing that the second, third, fourth doesn't get. Right. So when it comes to nations at the resurrection, we have Israel as firstborn. You who were far away have been brought near by the blood Mm, of Christ. Come on. If you were a Gentile, guess what? The mystery of the gospel is Ephesians 3 6, the Gentiles are now heirs together with Israel of the promise.
4: That's right. So
2: if you're now co-heirs with God's people, fellow citizens, according to Ephesians 2 and 3, then spiritually, you're as Jewish as the next Jew who's spiritually a Jew.
0: Glory to God. And
2: the Jew without the Spirit is really saying, I'm a Jew. And God says, I don't know you, man. That's right. So we have the the one new man. Yeah. The circumcision of the heart. Right. So flesh counts for nothing. That's right. God had promised Israel firstborn position. So when we talk about Pesach or Passover, we need to remember it was aimed at the firstborn. It's not like God didn't love the second, third, fourth. He teaches you want to be a part of the firstborn. Just obey me, and you're going to be considered firstborn.
1: Mm -hmm. You
2: who are far away have been brought near. So when we resurrect at the resurrection, Mm. and we rule the nations, guess what nation you will be a part of? As Paul calls them in Galatians 6, 13 or so, whatever that scripture is, the Israel of God. Mm. God promised Israel eternal life. So when you, a Gentile, get in that, Paul says in Romans 11, you just bumped mm. a non believing Jew. Amen. Yeshua came for the house of Israel, and the majority said, uh uh-uh. uh. That's says, right. I'll have to wait till you grow up. In the meantime, I'm going to replace those unbelieving branches with Gentiles. And that's what Paul says in Romans 11. So wild olive branches that were grafted in? There it is. That's Amen. it. Amen. That's There it. it is. That's amazing. And wild olive it. trees exist, but they do not produce a fruit edible it's a little shriveled up nut with a little skin over it a little bit of meat pitiful but the olive tree they take a wild olive tree and work with it and i believe it's seven years it begins to uh seven years of working with it it gets right Oh, and it maybe takes the the tree 30 years i'm sorry on those no, no, details it's just yeah. been too long But over thirty years, it starts produce. It produces every other year. Well, they take the the royal tree that produces this big fat olive oil, with all of that oil Mm -hmm. used in the anointing and used for light, for fire. It's used to make your food. Everything about it's good for your skin. Right, olive oil. Nothing wrong with it. It's so good. And you take these wild olive branches. You never produced any fruit. You had the right heart. (laughs) <laughs> you, you were the right kind of tree, but you just couldn't do it. Tell okay, you what I'm going to do. And he goes and takes a knife, and you can see these in Israel. Mm. Take a knife and cut across.
1: Oh, wow. And the root,
2: the roots come up out of the ground. They're on top of the ground. Big old, these trees are thousands of years old. Yeah, ago.
4: they live a long time.
2: And they cut the top of that root with that, the knife.
0: Ooh. Oh, come on now. And they take pierced. that,
2: cut that wild olive branch off, you know cut that in so it fits in there, stick it in there and they have a mud elements of this world. And they wow. stick it to it kind of a to hold it. Right. Before long, that little wild olive branch has Glory. lost its muddy covering and it's oh producing the exact same fruit as oh, the man. branches and there's no longer a difference. So the wild olive tree branches have been grafted into the royal tree, but some of those former branches of the royal olive tree, Israel, are laying over there cast aside because mm. they had become like the wild olive branches. Right. You're not producing fruit. Wow. And that's the story of the olive tree and the the grafting of the Gentiles. So right. when if you ever meet a Jew and there's a little bit of haughtiness because you are a Gentile and you weren't you didn't have the original promises, etc. You could just talk to him about the blood of Jesus and about the spirit of God and just dance around him a little bit and say, yeah. hey, you can praise him all day long with your law. I'm going to praise him in the spirit, brother. Oh, and hallelujah. And that's it.
0: Amen. Is
2: God good? Amen. Oh,
0: Is he good? Amen. What a great uh, revelation. I mean, yeah. there's so much to be taken oh. out of that. Uh, and that would be totally lost. If we didn't know Jewish culture. Exactly. Yeah. And true. the feast is the part of Jewish culture, exactly. which just so happened to be ordained by
2: Yeshua. Yes. Well, exactly.
1: Yeah. 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 Right.
2: Yeah. I think about this, you know, there's been the struggle on how to pronounce his name. Oh, yeah. And look, <laughs> I'm studying on that now. Uh, uh,
0: I'm still trying to pronounce my wife's name. So it's <laughs> been nine you, years. Man. me.
2: Hey. But those of y'all then.
0: have no idea what I'm talking about. If you, some of y'all do, so just don't worry about that. Right? I am a loving husband. It is. Yes. I like to poke about the spelling, but you know, there's that. <laughs> some of y'all get real creative with your spellings and your names. Y'all taking it way too yeah, far. Really? <laughs>
2: and you spend the rest of your life correcting people. I right? <laughs> spell it this way, but well, that's not how you pronounce it. Yeah, yes, right. exactly. exactly,
0: exactly.
2: I forgot what I was saying.
0: Oh my gosh! I'm sorry.
2: No way. Do it all the time. <laughs> hey, there's you know when you study. Oh, about the divine name, divine name. When you that's study right. things all the time, and you're constantly downloading. Sometimes it's hard to stay in one arena. It's like, oh, but, but wait, that reminds me of this great thing I learned.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. But, this recording will be like three episodes. Actually, <laughs> we'll go with it. Be, all the Jewish stuff. in his, it. It'll be it, it'll be a series called oh, the Jewish man. stuff.
2: Hey, the divine name. Love it. Yod he, which would be, uh, literally, if you spoke yod he, that's the two letters that form the, the letters. It's four letters to the name. Yod he would be, yeah, yeah. It's a just sort of a that sound. Mm-hmm. Then you have the vav, which is a nail. It's a picture of a nail. And it means to add that on that side to everything on this side. So you have a vav and a he. Okay. And the he, by the way, the ancient symbol is a little boy with his hands or man, little man with his hands raised right. up yes. uh, going, hey, and that's the letter. <laughs> and he's saying literally, check this out. Behold. Hey, <laughs> yeah, right. So it's used. So yes, you yes. have these two syllables, let alone the picture they portray. But you have these two syllables of, 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 so that every creature that God made that has breath constantly oh, all day, all night, my saying goodness. his name.
4: My goodness. Mm-hmm. <sighs> wow. So that, that brings a whole new revelation. Boy, does that make the hair yes. on your arm stand up? Yes. So
2: God said, I want the world saying my name. Yes, sir.
4: Wow. Every time you breathe. Every time you breathe. Now, look, I was just thinking that brings a whole new revelation to taking the Lord's name in vain. Oh. What are you doing with your breath? Yeah. You think about that. Amen. That's that's Mm. a whole other animal. Oh,
2: yeah. Woo. That breath, man, is what caused us to activate. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he made us. We're marvelously, wondrously made. But when he breathed that breath into us. It, it activated came. the system. Oh, my goodness, And can yes. you imagine? It became a living going, soul. Oh, look what I just did. Woo.
0: So made in God's image, literally his name breathed into man to become a living soul.
2: So it, oh, exactly. Nephish.
0: Nef- yep. and,
2: and the, look, the we word, gotta, We're
0: going to have to have him back.
2: <laughs> the word, nephish is the word for soul. Yes. It's usually how it's interpreted in English. But the Jewish view is not like the Greek version that we're always taught. Yeah. The soul is the mind, will, the emotions. That was the Greek philosophers that did that. You think your spirit doesn't have emotion? Anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. We always love to go to the Greeks, you know, the enemies of God. But anyhow. <laughs> um,
0: Unless you're
4: saved, Greek. If you're born again. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> right. You know. Yeah. Um,
4: what was I saying? <laughs> I don't know. Talk about Nephish.
2: Oh, the Nephish. So the Nephish is the whole man. Mm. The whole man. So if I sit here and I, uh, I, I, or if I talk to someone about Pastor Daniel Wright, what's he like? I can say, uh, God bless his soul. I love that man. And I'm referring to his soul. Mm. Jacob Leger. Mm. Beautiful name. It, I'm referring to the man, not just somebody I've met that we worked together or did something, or not somebody that just helped me out when I had a flat tire, right? But somebody that I've grown to trust, and everything about his person mm. is something that I appreciate. I would say, God, I love that guy's soul. Bless yes. his soul. Their whole so being. When there, God, yes. God said, when He breathed into the man mm. who was made of the elements of the of the earth. He breathed into him, and he says, and he became a, a living soul. soul. He became, and I'm sure he looked at his creator and said, wow. <laughs> yeah, bah. Yeah, He'd he already said that when he breathed. He breathed wow. into him, right. said the man breathed, and yeah, <gasps> Isn't that cool? That is
0: amazing. I love serving the Lord. Oh my gosh. Rabbi, it's such a blessing to have you. Truly it is. And I pray that everyone listening or watching right now gain great revelation and understanding and the importance of knowing the whole word of God, the entirety from Genesis to Revelation. It is a synergy, a relationship. You can't have one without the other. So definitely, uh, in summary, I'd like to say that when it comes to the feast, when it comes to these uh, practices that... So oftentimes we can easily push aside as, oh, well, we don't need that now because, you know, Christ came. Well, the truth is we gain so much revelation from that, that you're going to lose out on it. Right. So, again, really just hitting the nail on the head. If you want to practice and participate in these festivals and feasts, go for it. Right. But if you don't. That's okay too. Yeah. Yeah. But don't judge a man for not doing it and don't judge a man for doing it. Right. Especially if your heart is in the place of I want to to be as as much into the understanding of this culture right. as, exactly. as 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 we possibly can. So with that's and, and a
2: lot of people uh, will say are misinformed. They think if they go to a Passover, they're gonna watch him sacrifice a lamb. <laughs> Look, right. for two thousand years, the Jewish people haven't sacrificed a right. lamb. They have to have their temple existent for their religious system to work. Exactly, and the temple's not there, so there is no sacrificing. In fact, they do not eat a lamb at Passover not anymore since mm. since Jesus died and right. rose again. So, right. anyway, that just tell, it just go and you'll see the figurative actions w- which reflect the truth. Who is Yeshua?
4: That's it. All points to Amen. him. Yeah, every Amen.
0: single one of them. All of it. Hallelujah. What a blessing. Thank you, Rabbi, for joining us uh, in this episode. And uh, well, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Rabbi Buzz.
2: You know, uh, it's a little different with earphones on. Oh, right. <laughs> anyway.
0: Well, as we come to this close, remember, brothers and sisters, the word of God will stand forever. According to Isaiah chapter 40, verse 8 and First Peter chapter 1, verse 25. If you're watching on YouTube, please like, share and subscribe and click the bell for notifications so you never miss another video. Or follow us if you're watching or listening on any podcast platform. If you have any questions, concerns, or topic suggestions, please comment below or email us at info at heartofworshipchurch.com. Join us on our next episode as we discuss the topic of three biblical baptisms as we navigate truth in a world of opinions. This has been Daniel Wright, Jacob Leje. See you later, guys. Rabbi Buzz. Shalom. Workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. See you next time, and Godspeed. Thank you for joining us this episode.
1: For more information on our ministry or to contact us, please visit heartofworshipchurch.com.